Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Saints Radio. And, oh, my goodness, there's cheering even. (laughs) Coming from Gaston Avenue. Coming from, yes, one room to the next. As you can tell, we uh, we're privileged again to have Monica with us through the miracle of uh, the video mix connection. Hello. Hello. It's good Hello. to it's good to have you here. Thank you, sir. Um, and it's it's great to welcome all of our Saints Network family. Um, I know that, you know, we've got, uh, we're privileged to have folks, uh, joining us from all over the place. And, you know, today I'm sure you received some of these over the past couple of days too. Olivia Zafu sent some photos from a, a snowy Switzerland ski camp. <laughs> It looked like there were like eight inches of fresh snow on the ground, and I, I commented that uh, need to be careful driving. And she said our roads are absolutely clear. And I thought, send that anointing here to Texas. <laughs> and so, See, I asked her on Saturday when I was with the French people, French-speaking saints on Saturday on the Zoom. Us, uh, we prayed for her because she was going into her camp on Monday. And I said, Olivia, I said, is it cold there? I mean, do you guys have snow? Because if this is an outdoor camp, how do you do it in the snow? And she started laughing and she said, Well, Monica, it's a ski camp. And <laughs> so <laughs> then, I mean, they got a fresh, like, down, downpour of snow, I think, yesterday or in the night. And so God answered. Yeah, isn't isn't that great? I mean, so Olivia, if you're listening, we we bless you there, and uh, to all of you who are listening, wherever you may be, it's great to gather together around uh, this table of the Lord. Um, you you mentioned Monica that you spent some time on Saturday teaching our French-speaking brothers and sisters about uh, heaven and the temple of the tabernacle. Would you like to tell us what, what that what that was like? I heard it was a great, great time. Yeah, we did. We had a great time together. The Lord was just really, um, he really poured his grace out upon us. And uh, we, we, we went to heaven. <laughs> I mean, we 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 studied from the scripture mostly out of the Book of Revelation about um, being kings and priests and about our identity and our positioning and heaven and our heavenly seats and our conversation in heaven. And then we talked about the throne and um, and then from there we talked about the temple of the tabernacle of testimony and talked about what that entails for 
us as and I really I mean the Lord was the spirit was really there to affirm us of our identity but also our our placement in heaven and regardless of what we encounter here upon the earth we need to recognize that our positioning our citizenship is in heaven and and it's just so important for all of us as intercessors to recognize the vital importance of our intercession and how it affects things upon the earth as we partner with the throne of God and and in our place in Proskuneo with intercessors all over the world at, at in the temple. And so it was just, it was really a, um, the Lord really anointed our time. It was very, you know, he brought just such a clarity to the understanding and um, just made it really real for us. And, you know, I was challenged by the Holy Spirit about shortly after I, I entered into this season of um, stillness <laughs> where I've been spending a lot of time in prayer and a lot of time in the word because what else, you know, I mean, that's, that's just, he brought me to this place, I think to do that. But, um, I've been, I was challenged by the spirit to, to read revelation four every day, multiple times a day. And, um, so I, I, I set that, I set that as a goal for myself more to get a visual of what's happening at the throne, what's happening at the throne right now, as you and I are talking and as, as, as we're existing here in this dimension, in this, in this air, in this, on this earth that, you know, right now at the throne, what it looks like and what is happening and it really has for me just a reality of heaven and so i challenge them to do that i challenge them to read that just that that short chapter every day for 30 days and um see if it doesn't become more real to them because you know, there's something, I, I think this was more like a Hebrew, a Jewish thing where they, they had certain prayers that they would recite every day out of scripture. And it was so important for them to actually verbalize them, to recite them in the temple or in the, you know, wherever in their family or whatever. And um, that's one of them is they recite Revelation 4. And I just think it's good for us to remember and to, um, you know, I mean, every moment, 24-7, the elders and the four living creatures and the, you know, they're, they're on their face and they're worshiping the Lord. And um, I don't know, it's, it's just majestic. So that's what we did on Saturday. And it was such a sweet blessing to be with them. It always is. But as much as we miss our, our French-speaking saints because we can't be there right now and they can't be here right now, it, every time we connect on Zoom, it is like, like Alan said, Monica, it feels like you're sitting in the room with us. And that is a gift from God. I just wish he could give me some of that fruity, flowery wine that he always gives us when we go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
Remember the flower? Oh, yes. Flower? That, that is good stuff. I mean, that it just that that is a specialty of that region and um it's very light, very fruity, very flavorful. Mm-hmm. And uh I, and I'm glad that I can talk about this because if I was still in the denomination Religious. that I was in, they would have been booting me out right now. Uh, <laughs> Isn't thank- there freedom? <laughs> thankfully, when they booted me out, they had no justification for it. But but talking about wine would have would have really been a strike against me. So no, I know. Well, the last time a couple of weeks ago, when we had our 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 Zoom session, we actually took communion together, and um, that was real sweet too because. I, Luke and Sylvie were laughing at me because my glass of wine was like big. <laughs> she, <laughs> I didn't drink it all though, but she emailed me or message. Veronica, did you drink all that wine? Because <laughs> for me, it was eleven in the morning, and I said, "No, Sylvie, I didn't." <laughs> wow. Um. Well, um. You know, I I was uh, I was thinking about that teaching about the the uh the temple of the tabernacle and um and i you know was we've we've been blessed to do so many things over the years in conjunction with that and i remember our 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 the last seminar activation that we did from there and i remember very clearly um the experience that that I had and um but you know and I and I know that was a prolific time for everybody because it marked the beginning of what we've experienced with all of these covid regulations and restrictions uh and um but I, I was looking over that Revelation 15 and how the, the seven angels come out from the temple and it, it's restricted then for people to be able to go in. Um, and um, But, you know, you hear about the seven plagues. You, you know, when I hear that, I think, I think of some kind of a disease but it's really not that it's it's the word that speaks about receiving a blow or receiving some kind of a stripe or some kind of a wound that's inflicted and each one of these seven angels is responsible for one of those now it also speaks about vials which which indicate indicates um a a, a a contained amount but but the plagues themselves are things that God releases seven of them and I have to believe that they are each in conjunction with one of the seven spirits of God and I would also imagine that they are a progression but but the plagues it's it's and why would these be sent it's almost it's not necessarily Yes, it it would be punishment, but it would be toward the end of p- 
people being confronted with what God is wanting to do, what God is doing, and the result of a measure of rejection of that and a discipline of that. So why this would be done and for all all of a sudden humanity is not able to enter in during that time. And I you know you always, I, go ahead. No, which I I we talked about that and I don't know I mean I was asked why is the door closed and why is no one allowed in there? I don't know. Well maybe sometimes it's very freeing to say I don't know. Maybe that's a <laughs> maybe that's why the Lord was stirring this thought process in me maybe we need to discuss that during the upcoming q a with them but i i i think that the reason is if this is a if this is something that the angels are releasing on behalf of the seven spirits of god as a not only it's more of a punitive reaction and i don't think god wants us or any measure of his human uh, servants to have anything to do with that. Otherwise, I think I think there's there's several factors for that. Um, number one, we're still we're still part of this, um, and so and so in reality, we are. Um, we're having to implement, or those that would yet be on the earth, or those who are praying, we can't enter into the judgment of God. Um, and and I think that I think that those who are still on the earth are going to have to partner with God in that, and and it would be kind of a duplicitous thing to say, okay, God's released this blow upon the earth to try to get them to turn and serve him, but we're kind of with him in it. I mean, you know what I mean? I yeah, think... I'm too... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go... no, no, you go ahead. This is totally from God and totally... And why would it be with the angels? I think because it's addressing things that the demonic realm is partnering with humanity in, and the angels have a hand in that. The, the angels, God is giving the holy righteous angels the opportunity to address their fallen former comrades. And we've seen times through the, the, mer through the mercies of God where we've seen God making a declaration at a theatron and our angels... And their viewpoint, just by their their uh, their facial representation of those that they used to serve with, who are now in rebellion, and so I think this is a this is God in His ways, and the angels who serve God implementing them from the temple. But as much as our intercession matters to God, we're exempt from that. And there, there are reasons for it because it's dealing with the rebellion of Satan. It's dealing from an angelic perspective, and it's dealing on behalf of the 
the ways of God upon his creation. And these are these are blows. These are they're, they're punishments, but God's punishments always are inclined to lead us to repentance. Um, it's like falling upon the rock, lest the rock falls on us, you know? So anyway, I'm just rambling here. What, no, what think, were you saying? I think, that's, I think it's interesting, and I think, you know, we don't know the time frame. We don't know the timetable. We don't know what that's going to mean for us here on the earth is from the timing of it if we're here upon the earth when that begins to happen um, I think to respond appropriately <laughs> if you know and um, I think God is is training us for that in a lot of ways you know we've talked a lot about atmospheres lately or you have and taught about that and you know, this may be pulling it way out, but when I when I think about the the vials or the bowls full of wrath, you know, wrath is not it's really necessarily something tangible. Wrath is anger and emotion and passion, and I think it's to it might be manifest as some kind of an atmosphere upon the earth. Yeah, and if, if we don't think God is preparing us for that, um, I mean, am I getting this, am I missing this, that when these things happen, whether it be tomorrow or in a hundred years, saints are going to be upon the earth, right? Right. And, you know, the first part of Revelation 15 speaks about the saints that have overcome that mark and overcome his name, and they're on the sea of glass and they're singing about the song of Moses and speaking about the judgments of God and but but we all know that there are even saints right now that are who have died and they're part of that great heavenly host and there will be many who lose their lives but not all of them will be um away from the earth at that point right and, and and see that's another factor. We, God is not, even though these people have have many of them have just recently suffered. What God's going to do is not cannot be construed as a vengeance from them. So they're not. He has purposely removed what he's going to do is so pure. And then look at I'm just I pulled it up, verse four. Who shall fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? You are holy. All nations will come and will proscuneo before you, for your judgments are being manifested. Mm. And then it goes, the, the, the intent is for the nations to be proscuneoing as well. I, anyway, you know, who, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Um and these these plagues are are stripes from the angels. <laughs> what a thing! So I guess, our, yeah, and I guess our our responsibility, maybe our prosuke prayer at that time, would be that all nations will come and prosecute before him. 
and not to say, I told you so. <laughs> you know, I, I told, I've been trying to tell you it's coming. Yeah. Sorry, your sorry, your lamps are empty, but you know, we can't have that attitude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's difficult to try to interpret what each of these are, but you know, I'm reading in chapter 16 about the the different vials as they go, and I I very well it's clear to see that the first one is really speaking about those that it's an addressing upon the earth of those who took the mark, and um. And who who absolutely proskuneoed before the image of the enemy, and um, and it's a it's a sore upon the people who did that. Uh, so you can link that with this this truth and sonship, if you would, uh, and you could also link that with judgment and burning. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just interesting to read this. But uh, how, when it's going to be played out, how it's going to be played out, I don't know. But your point was to say that our ministry right now is at the right hand of the throne, and in conjunction with what is happening in the Tabernacle of Testimony, and it's it's hard. Sometimes you you can forget that if you allow yourself. Oh, absolutely. And I think everybody struggles with from time to time with, you know, what is it worth? What, what is my prayer? What, what does it really matter? Well, it matters. And especially in the way God has called us to pray and to partner in the spirit with the angels and with, in alignment with his divine will from the throne. It, it's, it's, it's just vital. And, you know, I've been challenged because I'm not able to be in the sanctuary and, you know, I've, I've not questioned God, but it's a challenge for me personally and even positionally to distrust that, that, what he is establishing here where I am right now is my access point to the throne to in connection with the saints regardless of whether I'm in the sanctuary or here in my prayer room and um, of course this is something we've all had to live over the last two years with COVID and lockdowns and what God has established through each each and every one of us but there's something very significant when you know that you're called to be a pillar in the house of the Lord. And that's in the house of the Lord. And for me, I know where the house of the Lord is here in this tangible realm. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's just really been a season of just really stretching. And, and it's also a discipline of staying connected. And we all are challenged for that. And, you know, there can be every excuse given in the book. And I know I've used some of them, but there's really no excuse because this is the apex of our existence. This is what we were created for and put upon this earth for. And life is busy and there's 
I mean, the biggest fight, I think, in the spirit realm is a fight for our attention. And if you don't see that, just consider how many hours you spend scrolling on social media or how easy it is to be distracted with Facebook or any number of ways that the enemy tries to distract us. But um, this is you know, a big part of our battle and, a, and the battle of the generation that's coming up because it's really all they've known. So anyway, I'm preaching now and that wasn't my intent. Really just more to encourage. Yeah, it's uh it's uh it's a, it's a very unique time frame and uh I I believe that we're being asked to apply I don't mean to sound pretentious with this. I, I'm speaking to the saints here. But we're being asked to apply some some very, uh, I don't want to say high level, but some, some, we're being asked to apply some, some, some deep principles that are in the scripture that when I was in the general church, I never recognized uh, we're part of what God expects from uh, from His people, and um, and and I think uh, it's it's real time service, but it's also for the purpose of us overcoming, so that we can then teach others. What you know? What what is the validity? Did did we think that when Jesus is seated seated at the right hand of the Father, that because He's there, um, we would just aside from the fact that most of the church doesn't have any clue what the right hand means of the Father. But did we think that as things heated up on earth and the Lord is praying for us that we'll fulfill the will of the Father, did we think that we wouldn't have to contend for for that place? You know, and I see God telling Moses, you know, you went, you gave into this atmosphere. You did not do what I said at the right hand. Hmm. Why would we think that it would be so challenging to do what's at the right hand, but it is. And and it is from the standpoint, what God's asked us to do at the right hand is really not that difficult. It's the opposition that that ministry and that message is encountering that is so, I don't want to say appealing, but it's so uh, corruptive and so inviting that before you know it, you're just you're just conveying more of its message than you are what God has really commissioned you to do. <laughs> well, I think that I mean I think that's I, if I'm hearing you correctly, I think that's a plague on our on on the the day that we live and just the whole my truth. You know, as opposed to the truth or God's truth, it's my truth. That's true. If we think about 
because you know is not the battle for what is truth and it is his word he is truth i mean there is no other truth i mean any other truth is toxic to me it's like and so you know you think about the right hand you think about truth you think about emet you think about it comes from amon i mean that's the direct root of emet and it is what god has initiated from his right hand and that's what we are called to represent to carry to be i mean we don't we're not just we're not just we don't just have the word of truth we should be truth i mean truth should be in our inward parts and it, it's just it's such a battle but we serve the throne of god and the throne of god is the ultimate power <laughs> so i'm just so thankful for don't forget that that i mean i have overcome the world is what jesus said and we've got to just stay aligned at that right hand with his throne and the, the mandates from his throne and not allow the my truths and you know all this diluting to enter in to our thinking in any way because you entertain it and it's like a cancer so well bitterness yeah. is is a um an addictive substance it those that are drunk at the, on on the gall of bitterness and if you if you start imbibing it pretty soon you get a little tipsy with it and then you know the first thing that goes are the parts of your brain that restrict what you should say and what you shouldn't say and then you then become very boisterous and you start talking things that you shouldn't say now i I've, I've never been drunk uh but i sure was around a lot of my friends who got drunk and um you know that's that's the pattern it's kind of like what matt damon said in uh um uh, uh what was that movie about golfing with will smith um i can't remember remember he matt damon was a golfer in the back in the in the 20s and he was telling this little boy, Harley, you know, he needed to stay away from drinking because if you drink, the first thing that goes is, and he went down that line. And I thought that is absolutely true. I have seen that. And, but, but the Lord says that there are those that become drunk on the gall of bitterness. And, um, and I think that if we start sipping this bitterness, if we start sipping it, it does affect our speech. It affects our ability to recall what God has said and what our real mission is. It also opens up our emotions to where that begins to express itself. And these are things that the Bible says are aligned with bitterness. And and so we have to be real careful that we keep drinking the wine of the fellowship of the Lord and and not not really um um the um the things of the demonic and 
you know, thankfully my youngest daughter is listening and that movie was The Legend of Bagger Vance, which is kind of an interesting film. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hard to tell whether whether um, Will Smith was, was an angel or, or what he was, um, but, it, you know, it's a heartwarming tale. Jack Lemmon is in it. And, um, anyway, that's well, a, it's a good Netflix film for those of you in, uh, in Port St. John. What were you saying, madam? Not to, not to take us away from the movie reviews, but just what you were saying about how easy it is, which is, I mean, I mean, what does God say to us? He said, you know, you come boldly before my throne of grace and obtain mercy in your time of need. So whenever we're faced with an atmosphere, we're faced with, a, you know, a, a spirit of something um, that we know is not godly and is coming against us, do we recognize that is a time of need where we immediately, rather than start spewing or partnering with the, the bitterness or the gall, we get ourselves before the throne of grace. And God is just so good. <laughs> I mean, he, he's just so good. He gives us remedy or answer to every single thing that we face. It's just applying. And I'm just saying, it's all here for us. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was just thinking about um, drunkenness in Scripture, and I remembered that, uh, that that queen of heaven that John wondered at with great admiration and was rebuked by the angel um, she was drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus or the prophets of, Je of Jesus their saints and, and prophets and that drunkenness um, is, is, it's very interesting and I think the connection of that with what we've just been saying I'm not swinging too far out uh, John sees her and he wonders with great admiration you see the the pervasiveness of this atmosphere of the queen of heaven uh, so much so that john who's the friend of jesus who is on the isle of patmos in the spirit john the son of thunder John, the one who's seeing all these things, he's in heaven, and he sees this, this demonic being who's got a cup of the blood of saints, and instead of being appalled, instead of being furious, instead of being absolutely disgusted, instead of rising up to be the son of thunder who wants to call down the lightning, he wonders with great admiration the pervasiveness of that spirit. I just think that's fascinating. I never thought of that. We've taught about wondering with great admiration, the marveling, and, and we've said that it's because the enemy is, you know, he's patterning a lot of spiritual principles. But I think that the thing is the drunkenness that this, you know, you th ever think about a, a demonic being being drunk? I don't ever think of that. Do you? 
I mean, it's, how can a spirit be drunk? But yet, it's speaking about the pervasiveness of this atmosphere and how it comes against those that will not bow to it. And I think that that is the overcoming that we're really being presented with right now. If we are going to be the saints and the prophets who stand for the Lord in these end times, if we don't swear off that kind of drinking, then we won't really be able to stand against the enemy. And we have no business of making disciples, and we have no business of being able to say to people, Look, you could do this. Why? Because through the power of the Lord and his word, we are overcoming. Does right. that make sense? Yep, and we will. Boy, it's it's being tested right now. I mean, it is. I can testify to that. And I can talk about how pervasive this is. Well, I don't need to tell you all. You, you're facing it too, whether you realize it or not. So, but in the midst of this, God is doing these things in his word right in the midst of us. And, and where you read about this wicked being is um, in, you know, chapter 17, which after the after, you know, verse chapter 15, where we were talking about the, the temple, and then chapter 16, where they're, they're uh, releasing the vials. And, um, um, and in the middle of chapter 16, you have, I come as a thief, which is very, it's a very interesting clue. Um, and you have Armageddon then. But then chapter 17 is where there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and he shows the judgment of the great whore that sits on, on the many waters. I wonder which one of the angels that was. I wonder, I wonder which vial that angel had. Probably the one with judgment and burning because he's showing, he's showing this judgment. We're living this right now. This is not theoretical. It's just fascinating to me. Mm. Just just really fascinating. Huh. And I see this uh, carried me in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a, a woman sit on a scarlet-colored beast. Names full of blasphemy. Wow. Wow. Well, welcome to the end time hour. <laughs> we, we introduce you now to the granddaughter of Luther Peak, continuing with his ministry of speaking about the end times. So good, good to have you here today, Prophetess, yeah. Prophetess Peak. <laughs> of peak i mean speaking of that not to change the subject but you know this whole thing with the ukraine it's kind of gone that's the very place of my heritage in that in that lineage and i, I 
You yeah. say you say Ukraine like a Texan. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from the Ukraine. <laughs> Ukraine. Are you from the Ukraine? Like I'm from the Ukraine? That is wow, that's true. My goodness. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I haven't read I haven't read any updated news. I mean, it seems to me they were targeting Tuesday, which was going to be the day where they were going to make this attack, and I, I don't know what's happened since then. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, this is your humble correspondent speaking. Apparently, Putin withdrew some of his soldiers, and um, but the position of the troops are all still there, but he was withdrawing some back to base camp. The point, though, is that, that I think is very interesting, that uh, Putin's not going to, or as Luke would call him, Putin, uh, which is also a really unique snack food up in in Quebec. Um, Poutine. How, how do I say that with the Texas accent? It also means something else in French. Because, so Katie, we can write or Luke can about that. However, um, he's not going to attack when his buddy is having the Olympics over in China. I mean, it, China and Russia are snuggling up together like fast fast friends and in, in in wickedness so he's not going to take any he's not going to take any limelight away from chi uh, as he's trying to show the world how civilized and wonderful china is i would bet that if he is going to attack which i don't think he will he would attack when the olympics are over yeah, but when is that is that the end of this week uh, yeah i think it goes through uh into the the very end of this week i think i don't i haven't been watching it i mean it's <sighs> we've had our own olympics going on here i don't know i don't know that i've gold medaled very much i can confess that she I, I just saw i saw this morning about one of the was it one of the ice skaters that had tested positive for some yeah that 15 year old russian girl and they're going to go ahead and let her compete. And I just saw all the backlash about that. And oh, goodness. Yeah. It's just, you know, if I, I don't know. It's just, it just seems like everywhere you turn their lick and uh, it's hard to even read the news, quite frankly, because nothing is fair. <laughs> nothing is equitable and it's just exhausting. And it's like this world just—it's just not even familiar to me anymore. Not even yeah. our nation. It just seems so like I'm—you know—more and more like we're just. It doesn't seem familiar. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of some of those old hymns that your grandparents used to sing. This world is not my home. I'm just a traveling through. If heaven's not my home, oh, Lord, what would I do? The angels I, beckon me. You remember that one? Yeah, I actually like those. I think those hymns are fun. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. <laughs> it's, it's great. Everyone stand and worship. <sighs> well. Ah. <sighs> Well, we took off running, didn't we? We uh, started oh, talking, about, talking about the end time. So be in prayer 
this coming Saturday morning, Dallas time, when we gather the the leaders in uh, Western Europe to with Q and A's about what Monica taught. Of course, from what I understand, they have no question at all because it was explained so thoroughly. But we will be advancing into some other things that maybe like what we're talking about right now. So pray for them. Um, good, good stuff. So um, we want to make an announcement too. I mean, some of you have been just desperately waiting for this coming Sunday and Sunday school class to hear Monica teach, but I have to apologize to all of you that I have wrenched that teaching responsibility hijacked. away from her. You have and hijacked will, my class. <laughs> I will be speaking this Sunday on diverse tongues. And, um, and then what we'll do, those first two teaching, unknown tongues and diverse tongues, we'll be working to get them translated into the holy language of French and to uh, the drunken sailor language of Portuguese. Uh, that's Yowali's term. Um, but, um, but we'll also be having, as part of our seminar, a one of the sessions will be a roundtable type of a discussion talking about how unknown tongues and diversities of tongues has impacted the life of intercession and things of that nature. So um, that's coming up this Sunday. And in, let's see, what day is it? It's the 15th. You know, one month from now, we'll be uh, seminar people. Isn't that amazing? So if you haven't registered yet, go thou and do likewise. Wait till this broadcast finishes, though. But immediately then, go and register for the uh, Understanding the Times seminar. So if... If I choose to join the seminar by circumstance via live stream, do I still need to register? Oh, I'm glad you asked that, madam. Yeah, we want everybody to register. That's a very good question. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Whether you're going to be here in person or whether you're going to be here in spirit, please register. You know, there may be some late-breaking um announcement we need to make just for seminar registrants and if you're not registered you'll be you'll be on the outside looking in you'll be at the door knocking saying let me in don't you know that i uh, served at the first 10 seminars and the person at the door will say depart from me i never knew you it's rough <laughs> i'm just playing please register and um, it's gonna it's gonna be here very quickly now. So, um, why did the Lord lead us down this pathway to talk about such deep things from the from the very start? I think perhaps it's a reminder for all of us of what we're really supposed to be doing right now. And 
it's also a a word of admonition to get about doing it and as you said earlier we don't have any excuse really um and really to to understand that these scriptures are being played out right now for us you know it's 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 interesting um being away from the sanctuary and because that's i mean pretty much on the daily has been my place of where i've gone and spent an hour or two in prayer and for those of you that that don't have that luxury or that convenience or that privilege that blessing um i you know i really feel for you on a much deeper level because i do know what it requires for me in the midst of my day regardless of whether or not i'm in the word or doing a study or preparing for a teaching or whatever it might my time with i have to I have to be sensitive to the spirit to um, to to create those moments of intercession, you know, because you know the Bible says you pray without ceasing. Those that are, um, you know, we pray in the spirit. And and Pastor, I know you. I mean, I've traveled with you, and I've spent so much time with you over the last twenty years that I know that you you're content. You know, your spirit is continuously engaged. And um, that is, I think, something that all could have the health. Um, I know that I, you know, if I'm going to the grocery store, if I'm downstairs cooking under normal circumstances, whatever I'm doing, you know, my spirit is, is I try to keep my spirit engaged and tapped in, pray in the spirit or whatever it might be. But, you know, what does that mean to pray without ceasing? You're just continuously engage with the spirit to be sensitive to to pray but also aside from that we have to be disciplined to set aside time of proskuneo you know time whether you know it's proskuneo um in your home in your prayer closet and for me, proskuneo is a physical thing, but it's also for those of us that can't get on our face right now. It's 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 a posture of the heart, but it's a focus. It's a it's a committing yourself as dust to be caught up away and 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 in partnership with what the spirit of the Lord is doing. And so I say all that to say, you know, I'm continuously asking the Lord to to dis to even discipline me at this stage to where I, I go down for prayer and I don't come up until I know that it's finished. And it's different when you're in a sanctuary, when you're in, you know, in a prayer time, because you know, that pretty much know the start to finish, or, you know, when you, you know, you walk in and that's what you're there for. It's different when you're at home and there's distractions and there's other responsibilities you might have. So this is a long winded way to say, I really feel like the Lord is is calling us to um, really sell every day to times of of devoted uh, proskuneo inter- type intercession where we just give ourselves, you know, whether it's fifteen minutes, whether it's an hour, to the Lord in that, and you know, it could be in your car. Don't lay down in your car, but 
Um, you know what I'm saying? Feel <laughs> <laughs> you're driving. <laughs> Oh, that's a good, that's a good word. Uh, but, you know, first of all, don't lay down in your car, but the, uh, the admonition to pray is, is much needed and much, much appreciated. I was talking to, to Pastor Lavester this morning and, and the question of him having an orthopedic boot. Um, we were laughing about that, that we, that we had been twins and his boot, he doesn't have his boot anymore, but we still laughed about it. And, and I said, wow, I said, how, how did you drive? Because they forbid me to drive. And he said, I drove with my left foot. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. And, I, he, and then he said, you know what the song says, you can't keep a good man down. And so my response was, oh yeah, that's a Billy Joel song, right? And he said, yeah, I think so. And then I went on Spotify and I found like 15 different, different, um, artists that have done a song called you can't keep a good man down so i sent him like five i sent him a disco version i sent him a country version i sent him a soul like an r&b version and then i sent him the um it wasn't billy joel it was eddie money so i guess a rock version <laughs> wow. wow so you can't keep a good man down now why in the world haven't there, hasn't there been a hymn titled that you know I think maybe the, 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 the Lord's just waiting for you to do that, Pastor, to sing that <laughs> next seminar. You and Robert Fulton. Oh, the two Terrios. The two Terrios. We'll, we'll come together. Sing the song. Sing the song. Do a duet. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure Pastor Fulton would be more than happy to do that. Oh, my goodness. It would be our jazz version. Now that's that's true. You know, he and Katie I got, can help with that too. He and I have gotten in trouble singing songs in various places, so we have to be really careful with that. You know, but you could dedicate it to Pastor Lavester, actually. <laughs> well, um, you know, I was thinking that um, you're, th you're talking about Vladimir Putin. And and the 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 horrible uh, curse word in French that is pronounced almost the same way, which I'm not going to say what it means. But up in Quebec, uh, we one time we were traveling up there, and um, the poutine is one of the the favorite Quebec snacks. And what it is is French fries and cheese curds and gravy and they sell this stuff everywhere and it's like man it's like their chips and salsa and it's as if as if the 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 canadians didn't have enough uh cholesterol with <laughs> and fat producing elements with with their beer but um they eat that stuff, and it's it's so funny because it's it's roughly pronounced as the same uh, pronunciation of the as the Russian leader. So, have you ever had poutine? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, I know. I don't know that I could even get you to taste that. It would almost be like foie gras, you know. I don't think you, I don't think you would go for it. I probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> okay. uh, we had we had to lighten it up a little bit. 
because we've been really we didn't get much chit chat here at the beginning we just went straight into the deep things you know that's okay um, that's a good thing yeah it we is. didn't even talk about the weather no we didn't we didn't give the weather report but maybe next time um okay so pray for us saturday q a with the french-speaking leaders um register for seminar make plans to be here if you possibly can in march and uh if you are of a mind to um check out the uh the next installment of the uh, video teachings this time about diversities of tongues um i'm sure it'll be those archived. videos are those videos available on the website Right I'll now, I, I think that the first one still is. I, I need to talk to Uncle Scott about that. Um, we, we're going to do something with this series ongoingly, as you know, but since it was part of the Sunday school class, it's probably still up. So I, I'll check on that, and I'll... Uh, We'll, we'll we'll make reference to it at some point. So, all right. Any last words before we say adios to our amigos? No. Bless you. God bless you. <laughs> okay. We'll look forward to reaching out again tomorrow for Wednesday Night Live. And until then, God bless you all. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Bye.